Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're back for another edition of the Onside Kick right here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're on YouTube, hello. It is great to see your faces once again. If you're on Blog Dark Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or you're listening, well, you're not listening right now on Most Valuable Podcast, unless it's after um, January 1st. However, Which is totally kind of sort of possible. Thank you if you are listening in the future to this podcast on mostvalvepodcast.com. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Going to be talking James Harrison joining the Patriots. What does that mean for the Pats? Then we're going to look at Christian Patron joining us on tonight's podcast. We're going to talk about Jimmy G and the 49ers. And then we're going to look at Cleveland Browns draft. Everyone loved it the first time, so we're going to look at it again. Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, who should they pick? And then we're going to make our picks for week 17 to the end the podcast. Week. The very last week. Regular we season's get, almost over. Before we, And that's why, that's honestly why I wore this shirt, was this will be the last time ever on a podcast mm-hmm. we make picks for the Oakland Raiders. Yep. Because next year they will be the Las Vegas Raiders. But before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping for you guys. Number one, we're having Christian on. Check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. If you're sitting there at home going, but guys, I want to be on the onside kick too. That's how you do it. $10 tier gets you on the podcast each and every month. You are at that level on Patreon. That link is down below in the description. Also, we're selling shirts, $22. How do you get it? Down below in the description has all the directions to email us. We'll send you an invoice through Square. It's very easy and could get you your own. MVP t-shirt and last but not least if you're on iTunes you have an iTunes go and give us a five-star rating it would mean the world to us and then do the same for the primetime podcast the fast break the Rick and Johnny podcast a graphic conversation do it for all the podcasts at MVP however Mark we're going to jump into our first topic it was one that kind of shook the football world this week as Saturday before Christmas, New Year's Eve, or the day it was the day before New Year's Eve, the Steelers released James Harrison. So now, flashback to after Christmas, he now is signing or has signed with the New England Patriots. The Steelers are upset. Big Ben is confused about the move. James Harrison shared on Instagram a picture with Tommy B saying, finally, a teammate that is older than me. I'm going to be plain and simple with this move. James Harrison, now with the Patriots, how will how will his presence help the Pats moving forward, especially this year? I'm a little torn on it because 
I don't honestly know that it does that much for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think the Patriots are already the clear favorite to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC. So In I don't the think weak and watered down AFC. Yeah, I, I really don't think he helps all that much. I don't think he's going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way I think he really has that much of an impact if it turns out he's a double agent uh, and he's actually still working for the Steelers and okay. he just wants to mess things up. Okay, Will Kane and Jalen Rose. On I saw. First take. I saw a. Uh, I saw that on they Facebook. They talked about it. They I saw it on Facebook it. and I was like. Are you kidding me? Like, is it? This I will is really say, what needs to come up well, about I it. Will, I will say, I will give Will Kane uh-huh. the benefit because he actually said it. He's like, I just want to make it clear, neither of us are saying he's a double agent. That is what we he just said. We're told to talk about it. <laughs> That's basically what he was saying. However, yeah. the one thing I think of, and uh-huh. this is a perfect Patriot Bill Belichick move because is it going to be one of those like? Randy Moss when he joined the Patriots. Is it one of those where it's like, boom, it makes Tom Brady a 50-touchdown um, a year guy. It makes them the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl? No. But mm-hmm. what it does is it adds a veteran presence onto a defense that pretty much all year we have criticized left and right. We have criticized this defense left and right. They've had injuries at the linebacker position. This adds a veteran at that linebacker position. Because you and I, before we recorded the podcast, even when we were talking to Christian, because we recorded those out of order today, we were even saying to him, it was like the Steelers weren't even using them. Yep. It's like, how do you not go ahead and, and use James And that's Harrison? the big thing. So many people are, you know, like people on the Steelers or Steelers fans are, are mad at James mm-hmm. Harrison because he wanted out. Like, how could you want out? Because you weren't using it. I mean, he himself mm-hmm. said it a few weeks ago of, you know, if I knew they weren't going to use me, I wouldn't have bothered. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would have stayed home. You know, I would have played for somebody else. I would yeah. have made something happen. I wouldn't have bothered showing up here. He feels disrespected by the Steelers organization, mm-hmm. and I think he should. I mean, to an extent, I think he should because I definitely do think that he's got stuff left in him. He can be uh, valuable. Now, the flip side, I did say I don't know what he's going to add to the Patriots because mm-hmm. the Patriots are okay right now. They're already doing fine. Um, and, you know, it, it's quite a bit to learn in essentially a week, and then it's the playoffs. So it's quite a bit to learn, and I think he's still not going to be used that much. He's well, just going to get a benefit of he'll probably get a ring out of it. The thing that I think, if anything, the most important thing that he will add to this team is if the Patriots play the Steelers in the playoffs. The main reason I say that is because I'm not saying just because he's there, he's going to be able, oh, the Patriots know exactly what the Steelers are doing. Yeah, he's not bringing the playbook with him. Steeler fans, I'm just going to be honest with you. The Patriots don't need James Harrison to beat the Steelers. They don't need it. Like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady basically stamp an owned stamp right over your logo because you are owned by the New England Patriots. It is just proven Look at the playoffs last year. I'm going to disregard the last game because I will give you the benefit of the doubt that the catch rule kind of fucked you guys in the last game. However, the Patriots throughout the recent history with Belichick and Brady have owned you whenever they have played you. Here's the thing, though, that this adds. is If he's out there on the field playing middle linebacker against the Steelers, you don't think, like, I can see it right now. Big Ben sees something, changes to an audible. James Harrison picks it up, audibles right away. And it kind of turns into that chess match that we used to see between a guy like Peyton Manning and Ray Lewis, where it would be 
Peyton would cha- change something at the line. Ray Lewis would come up, change it right away. And you constantly see it's like you're sitting there at home going, just snap the damn ball. However, it's both of them going back and forth because it's like, oh, shit, he changed the play. I'm going to change it to this now. And that is what he is going to bring to where, hey, I know these tick, this tick from this guy. This is what they're probably going to do. Let me change the play out there. The thing is, how much ownership is he going to have to do that? Because I know people are going to say, Ricky, Ray Lewis was a staple with the Ravens where he kind of earned that kind of, I'm going to be the command center out there at the middle linebacker position. James Harrison's the new guy on the block when it comes to the Patriots. However, if he comes in, does his job, adds something to the team, I think that he can earn some of that kind of ownership from Bill Belichick and that defense. I don't think he's going to even have the chance. I mean, right? He's he's an outside linebacker right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not even playing inside linebacker for uh, for True. the Steelers. Um, I don't think he's going to have any ability to make any influence or anything um, on that defense besides just essentially mm-hmm. being there. I mean, it's it's a tough thing too because I th- I don't think that anybody in the um, Patriots organization is really that unhappy to see him there. I mean, the guy's got such a great history to him. Uh, and so much success as well, you know. But I don't think anyone's really expecting all that much out of him. He's he's coming over from um, a big opponent, and that's okay. But he's been going downhill a little bit stat-wise, uh, and then so far this year hasn't even had an opportunity. You know, really the big thing for James Harrison to me is if they get to play the Steelers. And it's not because, oh, all of a sudden they know the playbooks or anything. That's no, it's stupid. Not knowing the it's playbook. just the fact that James Harrison's going to say, put me in, coach. I want to hit somebody. And I want to hit him really hard. Well, it's, That's all it's going to really be. I think it's the only reason why I say I think it's a little more than just that is just even, let's say, like you said, outside linebackers on the outside is knowing by going up against guys in practice, he's going to know, okay, this tackle, this guard, this move beats them. And I think that is going to be – it's not something that's like, oh, my God, he's going to add so much to the team. But that alone can help you when it's like, hey, you know what? I know this guy. I know his little – like his ticks and what he likes to do. I know his go-tos. I know the holes in his game. That can help him, especially when they play the Steelers. That's the only way I'm talking about this is playing the Steelers. Like, hey – I know his whole, I know how to get past him so that I can get to Big Ben and lay a hit on him. Because that's virtually how you're going to beat the mm-hmm. Steelers. Contain Le'Veon Bell, get to Big Ben. Yeah. And we'll we'll see what happens with it. I mean, the my fear for, for James Harrison essentially is that nothing really changes and he's not going to be used that much in New mm-hmm. England either. And does well, that. Expe- they expect to play him this week against the Jets. Yeah, sure. I mean, the Patriots... Nothing really matters for them, you know, mm-hmm. that much this week. I mean, sure, they could still play for home field advantage. Well, the yeah, they got to win. Um, but you know, they're they're in the playoffs, right? They've got a first round bye. Mm-hmm. You know, they're okay with that. Um, I don't think it matters that much to to whether he he plays one down or if he plays a hundred downs. You know, I don't think it really matters that much. The Patriots don't really care. They're not going to change much for him. They're just essentially just going to come in and go, okay, cool, we have one more weapon that we can use a little bit. The thing I want to flip to is the other side, the Steelers, because right mm-hmm. now I'm looking at an article of some of the Steeler players, and the one I'm looking at right now is from Pouncey, 
who said this. He goes, if you didn't want to be here, come out and say it. He did. Don't make it look like it's the team's fault. You think the team and the organization wanted to get rid of James Harrison? Come on now. If I wanted out, I wouldn't let the team take the blame for it. I think that's dumb because he he came out and he said he wouldn't have been playing for the Steelers this year if he knew they weren't going to let him play. Mm -hmm. How much clearer can he get? Did he have to say, just to make it 100% clear for everybody, I'm saying I don't want to be here right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's pretty obvious. The thing I'm looking at, it's all hearsay at this point, but I mean— what I'm looking at is I'm reading a quote right here. But, but that last thing, he did yeah. say two reporters. Well, and it says one th- one one mm-hmm. team source said Harrison went at great lengths to get himself released. Players witnessed Harrison sleeping in a recliner during position meetings and snoring loudly while outside linebackers coach Joey Porter tried to get tried to teach the source said. Sometimes Harrison would skip meetings altogether, and when he missed practices for various injuries, Players' uh, players' suspicions would rise when Harrison con- conducted his famous powerlifting sessions the same week or day. The source yeah, said, which is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. There's no way around that. I mean, that's pretty shitty. Um, that's not acting like a mature adult. Uh, James Harrison is what thirty? Well, yeah, thirty nine. And here's the thing that I'm not going on the side where I'm going to defend that if those sources are true, because let's be completely they honest, they could be completely wrong. I'm not in the locker room. I don't yeah. know what's going on. However, I can go ahead and read between the lines. If you were going ahead, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. If you were going to use him more, he would actually want to be out there, and he wouldn't be doing this shit. And I'm not saying. That, that's me defending his actions. Like you said, it's kind of a little immature to do that, especially for a 39-year-old. Mm-hmm. However, if you were using him, because earlier he said, hey, you know what? If I was going to get used more, I would have signed somewhere else if I knew this was going was what it was going to be. So part of it's like, well, if he kind of used him, maybe he would put in what he's doing. Another thing that I kind of – and this is smaller – is – it's a weird di- – I think it would be a weird dynamic between Joey Porter and James Harrison because they were both teammates at one point. Mm-hmm. So it's like we were both teammates. Now it's like – it's you get that sometimes when you're on the same level as someone and then either you or that other person moves up to a management position mm-hmm. or like that one step higher. And then it's like it can't go back to how it used to be because one's higher than the other. Yeah, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised really if uh, James Harrison coming to the Patriots is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, it really wouldn't surprise me if it comes out in Bill Belichick. You know, maybe they use him once or twice and not necessarily that he's not playing that well, mm-hmm. but just it's not – he's he's not 100% in the game right now. You know, he's just doing what's best for James Harrison and sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that works out. I don't think it's going to hurt the Patriots. I think this move is either going to— It wouldn't hurt the Patriots. No, I'm saying that they would, in that situation, that he gets there and he wants to play, and Bill Belichick says, no, sorry. Yeah. Well, because it's all the Patriots, it's whatever Bill Belichick wants. Yeah. Like, there's no—and then it's like, if you're going to cause that stuff, Bill Belichick will say, fine, you're gone. Exactly. Because I run the ship. I'm the GM. I'm the coach. I do everything over here in New England. Last thing I'm going to leave this with is— Teams that didn't get James Harrison, that like because I was looking online earlier today, and there was I think it was Arrowhead Pride had an article to where it was like that the Chiefs 
should have made a bigger push for James Harrison. Is there any team, playoff team particularly, that you can think of where it's like, man, you know what? Maybe this team should have made a push for James Harrison because they might have needed him more than the Patriots do. I mean, I don't think the Patriots – I really don't think he's going to make it that big of a difference for any of these teams. You know, you look at the main mm-hmm. teams in the in the playoffs right now. I mean, he was on the Steelers, so you take them out of it. He's currently on the Patriots. Take them out of it. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville has a really good defense already. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is fine. I don't think he would add that much to it. Uh, he would add something, but the thing, same thing is he hasn't played much this year. He's had a lot of mental issues with his team. Is that something that you really want to just welcome into the locker room? Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't know how much of it is him, how much of it is the coaching staff. You know, you hear these things like we were saying, our, our hearsay. We're hearing it from just random people, but anonymous sources. Let's be completely honest, though. Is that something you really want to be a part of? Let's be completely honest, though, and this is my aside here, mm-hmm. especially between Patriots and Steelers. We've seen examples of locker rooms. Patriot locker room seems a lot better of a locker room than the Steelers locker room, especially, and I'm talking about how they're controlled by the guy up top, basically Tomlin to Belichick. Yeah, I just don't think it makes that big of a difference. I mean, maybe the Baltimore Ravens would have been an interesting mm-hmm. one just because it's the division rival then, uh, and the Ravens have a chance of potentially playing the Steelers sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I mean, James Harrison could have just not played anywhere, and I don't think it would make that big of a difference. There's two teams that I could think of, and they're both in the NFC. This isn't like a, they needed to sign him, but these mm-hmm. are the only other two teams that I could see saying, you know what, let's go ahead and sign a James Harrison. And it's either the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints. And the only reason why, and they're very basic reasons, for the Saints it's easy. This team, the special on defense, you guys have heard me week after week after week, say when this team gets to the playoffs, the thing I'm going to worry about with this defense is how inexperienced they are and those rookies being put into playoff situations because it is different than the regular season. He would add Mm -hmm. a veteran presence. Or I would look at the Carolina Panthers because of the fact Thomas Davis has been injured, Luke Keekley has been injured. I know he's not a middle linebacker, but we've seen Shaq Thompson's missed time, Davis's missed time, Keekley's missed time throughout their careers, basically as an insurance of, hey, if we're in the playoffs and one of these guys goes down, we've got James Harrison for the playoffs. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I just think there's not a lot of time to learn a playbook, mm-hmm. so you can't completely trust a guy that much either. Um, in his prime, no one's doubting that James Harrison was an amazing player. No one's doubting the fact that he's still a freak athlete. I mean, um, have you seen those workout videos? Yeah, they're pretty crazy. It's just Damn. a matter of what he can contribute to a brand new team mm-hmm. who's going to the playoffs next week. You know, that's that's the tough part. And it looks like on the depth chart, of course, this is our lads and not the Patriots in their locker room. It looks like they have him slotted as the right, actually the right defensive end right behind Trey Flowers right now. Yeah. So could be outside pass rusher. Yeah, Patriots are going to be, yeah, they're a 4-3 instead of a Mm 3-4, so it changes a little bit on uh, on what you'd expect him to do. Mm -hmm. But any final thoughts on James Harrison in general and kind of the Patriots in general? No, I I don't think this changes anything, Mm -hmm. really. Um, I'm very interested to see the way the Patriots are going to play James Harrison, how much they're going to play him, um, if really that 
much at all if anything changes for him. I expect this week to kind of be because it's a test week, essentially. Well, let's be honest. The Patriots need the win for home field, and the Steelers are basically going to win. Sorry, Browns own 16. Hey, you never know. <laughs> hey, the, the Browns, usually the team they beat, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. But and shouldn't they have beat them? I think they should have beat them week one. It was a uh, not a Kenny Britt, a Kendall Wright, one of them. Britt or Wright dropped a pass that would have helped them win their only game of the season thus far. But back to the point, Patriots need the win to secure home field advantage. But I think against a Jets team that's not the strongest opponent, I think this is the week where it's like, okay, let's throw James Harrison out there as much as we can to kind of get him A, get him used to it, but B, kind of see what he can give us in a playoff situation. Because the first team that they could be going up against is either the Chiefs or the Titans. Like, are the, I'm sorry, the Ravens, Chiefs, or Titans are the three, as of right now, playoffs in those final two could change. But at worst, you're getting the Chiefs right away. At the best, you're getting the Titans Mm -hmm. right away. So, I mean... Those situations are a little different, but expect this week to be the big kind of tune week for James Harrison to see what he can bring. But I want to turn the question on to you guys. What do you guys think down below? How does this help the Patriots? Do you think it hurts the Patriots? Do you think it does nothing for the Patriots? Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. But Mark, let's move on into our next topic. And actually, this is a special topic here. On the onside kick, because we are well, last week we were welcomed, or we welcomed, I should say, Patrick, Illinois guy, and now we are welcoming. I'm, I, I know you said that you were from Illinois, Christian, but I'm going to call you an yeah. Illinois guy because you can take someone out of Illinois, but you can't take Illinois out of the kid, as so they say. But Christian, thank you for joining us here on the onside kick today. Thank you for having me. You know, it's been a uh... Seems like a long time coming. No, it had. I've seen you in the comments section. I'm like, you know what? Christian's going to be one that we're going to have on the podcast someday. I can feel it. But we're going to talk about your topic, and it actually fits because this was a topic that in my head, it it started to concoct in a different way. Like, I wanted to talk about it last week. I wanted to say, like, who should the Niners draft where they are? But I'm like, you know what? If Jimmy G beats the Jaguars, they're going to be like, eighth in the draft and they're just going to keep falling so I don't want to do that yet and then this week I'm like I want to talk Jimmy G I want to talk the 49ers and you were perfect Christian you're like you know I'll talk anything but I really want to talk Jimmy Garoppolo so that's what we're going to do we're going to kind of go a little clickbaity at start but kind of talk about the 49ers and Jimmy G and this run that they've been on as of late but I'm just going to ask you Christian our clickbaity title just to get it out of the way do you think, based off of what we're seeing so far, does Jimmy Garoppolo make the Niners Super Bowl favorites next year? I mean, I don't know about Super Bowl favorites, but they're definitely going to be in the contention for that division. Um, I think Seattle's time is coming to an end. Um, Jared Goff is on the incline with Sean McVay, and Todd Gurley's looking like the MVP this year. However, I mean, Jimmy G brought hope, and that's something Jared Goff didn't bring his first year, so it's kind of like a little bit proof of ground, but Jimmy... Or Jared Goff, yeah, sorry. But Jimmy G came in, you know, learned the system, learned the offense, and now he's still undefeated. So, I mean, there's definitely hope and some optimistic going on in San Fran. Well, and it kind of reminds me, Mark, you always say this, and this is exactly what I reminded myself of, is when you get in, like, I think you said it when we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, 
when you get a new quarterback who's your franchise, yeah, reset everything. So everything before Jimmy G started this year, throw it out the yep. window. Doesn't matter. Yeah, new times. Because people were trying to to say, you know, like, oh, the San Francisco 49ers these underdogs and mm-hmm. things like that. I was like, no, it doesn't matter. You know, how could the team Chicago was at? You know, after mm-hmm. they lost to Jimmy, how could Chicago lose to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers? Because it's Jimmy Garoppolo, it's a new quarterback. You know, the the counter has started over. This is a new era. Um, so it changes everything. And I, I think this is the perfect demonstration of that, of a team that was terrible. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden they got this new guy and it's a, uh, you know, a new locker room. Everybody feels revitalized. The morale is up through the roof. They're feeling great. And, and now they suddenly feel like they can win games. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. Um, I'm glad that Christian, uh, dialed it back a little bit of the Super Bowl favorites. Favorites is a little much. Contenders, you know, even Super Bowl contenders, I'm going to say, is probably a little strong at the moment. We'll, we'll see how the draft class goes. Mm-hmm. But the the thing I like that, that kind of that Christian brought up is this division kind of is up for grabs in a way. I mean, exactly. you got Arizona who's fallen off, and there's rumors about whether or not Arians is going to be back. Remember, Arians says it's not true. Remember, he will be back. No, there's what I heard today is Arians mm-hmm. said he's going to take from Monday until February to decide his future. Interesting. It's a big window. So from Monday yeah. to February, he's going to decide if he's going to stay with and the team. it's not like this playoff game, so he doesn't <laughs> have much to worry about. Uh, Seattle's this weird team that, that they kind of look like they're aging. They're falling mm-hmm. off a bit. The Rams are the new team. Um, you know, they had a pretty good, strong strength of schedule, too, so it's not like that was necessarily the issue of just, oh, well, they won because they played easy games. Uh, that's not even the case, but... We'll see if it's a one-year wonder with McVay and Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, time's going to tell on that, but I'm not willing to count them off. So you definitely have this this battle within California here between San Francisco and L.A. And I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can really make the splash and make this team better to where they are uh, maybe not a favorite to win the division right off the bat because we are dealing with an 11-4 and four team out mm-hmm. there in the Rams. But a favorite to, at the very least, get into the playoffs. Well, and the thing I find funny about what we're just talking about is with the division, it's funny how the two teams that just got new head coaches, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, they're the teams where it's like, oh, they're going to be good. Like the Cardinals are on the decline. The Seahawks are on the decline. But they're more on the decline, I think, because of their contract issues. Their contract issues and plus when you're not winning and you're not – an eleven and four team, eleven and five team, twelve and four team. Yeah. Then we start to see Locker like, rooms get antsy. Exactly. Yeah, then we yeah. start to see what we saw in Jacksonville. I I'm not blaming the Seahawks for that. That's some shithead fans out there. But that's when you well, get the chippiness on the field yeah. with Barrett. That's what I was Bennett. talking about. Bennett. That's what I was yeah. talking about with that. But the thing I wanna go to with the 49ers, and Christian, I'm gonna throw it your way. The thing I'm thinking right now, and this could all change in one week. This is why I didn't want to make this the main part of the topic. But the thing that right now where the 49ers are, according to Tankathon.com, they're the eighth pick in the draft, right above your guy's Chicago Bears. This might hurt to say this. So if you're weak of heart, Bear fans, cover your ears. What if the Niners were, as of right now, eighth, and they took Calvin Ridley? in the first round and said, Jimmy G, here's your guy. Here's our number one threat. 
and here's the guy you're going to be throwing to next season. Well, I mean, if the Niners do go ahead and take Kevin Ridley, I mean, if everything stays the same, then I think the Bears would have to go offensive line. But, I mean, for the Niners, that would be huge. Because, I mean, you would start off fresh. You would get a big body in there. I mean, guys got great hands, great leaping ability. And, I mean, if you put anything around Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, it looks like he's going to, you know, turn into a stud. I mean, he's throwing at almost no names out there. I mean, Greg Kittle, like, I mean, have these guys before Jimmy got there? Yeah, and I mean, the thing that – here's the thing I want to go to is if they win. Because if they win and the Bengals, um, Oakland, and Miami all lose because that could happen, they would be tied with those teams if they do win at 6-10. and 10, Potentially they could be, if they win, the 12th pick in the draft. And the whole thing with Jimmy G is this team's not going to win – Every game next season. I say that because they've won every game with Jimmy G this season. But I feel like to to have success with Garoppolo next season, you got to put something around. You're not going to get Barkley. Barkley's probably going to be in the top 10. No matter how many segments or mock drafts, we have him just out of the top 10. He's probably going to be in the top 10. Calvin Ridley will probably be at the low end of the top 10, maybe even 11 and 12. So it's like... What are you going to do, or do you look to free agency to say, hey, that's where we're going to get the weapons for Jimmy G? Well, you got you got this hot young player, um, and hot being the key word, mm-hmm. uh, and people are going to want to play with him. Yeah. You know, that, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. You're going to be able to attract other players to come to San Francisco and be a part of what they are building. Uh, and I think a little bit of the Tom Brady um, – Stank is not the right word. That's what I use for for Mark Tressman being a part mm-hmm. of the team. Uh, but the uh, the nice smell that that comes off of Tom Brady and rubbed off onto Jimmy Garoppolo, people are going to say the aroma. Yeah, the aroma. I want to be a part of that because that's a guy who was he's associated with Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and Tom Brady, and and we're for some reason thinking San Francisco is going to have that. And you you're usually the one to bring up this point, not I. Yeah. How many Patriot backups have we seen go on to do kind of good things, but not Tom Brady like things? Mm, pretty much all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that is the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo with with everything right now. The hype is building so high mm-hmm. um, that you do say like, all right, let's let's calm down a little bit. Yes, they're on this win streak, but Chicago's a one point game. They they won against the Texans pretty handedly. Well, I mean, the you, Tennessee Titans they, was a two point game. They beat the Bears because of Robbie Gold. Yeah, and and, and right. that was that was Jimmy Garoppolo's very very first start. I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to say he should have went out there and throw thrown five touchdowns. You know, no one expected that. Yeah. except for you know the really big Jimmy Garoppolo fans mm-hmm. uh, out there. But you know, we we got to see a little bit. It, and it's not like he's coming out there and he's just changing the game immediately. He just revitalized the team um, that is playing a somewhat soft part of their schedule. Uh, he could come out next year and be completely average. He could come out next year and continue the pattern and be absolutely amazing. You know, he could be a Jared Goff. He could be a Carson Wentz. Um we're just going to have to wait and see for a lot of that. But I think right now a lot of players are saying, I'm going to want to be a part of what is being built in San Francisco, and that's only going to be the thing to help. It was like Carson Wentz with everybody going over because they want to play with him. Mm-hmm. Same exact right. thing over on the West Coast now instead of the East Coast. What are you thinking there, Christian? 
I mean, I agree with that completely, especially I like the term the Marquis, especially the hot new quarterback, because, I mean, the, the numbers that he's putting up, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has the most yards ever in the first four starts of the franchise with over 1,200 yards. People are going to notice that, especially wide receivers are going to notice that. They're going to love to get the ball. And they saw it in um, Kyle Shanahan's offense in Atlanta. I mean, they saw what he could do with Matt Ryan. And what's even better about Jimmy Garoppolo is he picked it up quicker. He picked it up, he learned it, and it's a sophisticated offense. And I think that has a lot to say with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And But, I mean, it's just he's on a hot pace right now. I mean, and this is the best season ever for a team that started 0-9, um, you know, to rally off this many wins in a row. Well, and the thing that I'm looking at is, because both of you guys have said it, attracting players to come to play with Jimmy Garoppolo. And for me, if I'm a Niners fan, I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know what, I hope we're there. I would love Jimmy to win this last game, go undefeated with the time here. However, I would love to stay eighth overall and stay where we are right now. Because I'm looking, and this is based off of I have them ordered off of their um, average for salary. So, I mean, this doesn't play into who's better than who. But just looking at the free agent wide receivers, Terrell Pryor, Mike Wallace, Sammy Watkins, Eric Decker. You got Harry Douglas, Taylor Gabriel, Inman with the Bears. And these aren't like they're going to automatically hit the field. They could resign, but I mean... Danny Amendola's here. You've got guys like Michael Floyd. There's no one off this Jordan Matthews. There's no one on this page that I'm looking that's like, that's our number one from free agency. We go and get him. He's our number one, and he's the one Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be pairing up to, basically Tom Brady or Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss style. It's nothing like that to me. That's why if I'm a Niner fan— I think your best bet to add something to Jimmy G is through the draft, especially wide receiver style. Yeah, and it's always a risk, you know. Um, so there's no guarantees. But right now, I, I agree with you in the sense of I'm okay with losing to the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm a 49ers fan. The Rams, well, and the Rams, are, a Rams good are a good team. team. Exactly. The right. Rams are a good team. Here's, there's no shame in losing here's to them the and keeping thing, a draft though, pick. Here's the thing, though, with the Rams. They might rest their starters. They probably they, should. They have come out and said they might rest their starters they come Sunday. Um, and, yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea in their part. But, uh, you know, if the San Francisco 49ers win and they get a higher draft pick, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's all right. You're still going to have good players out there. You'll still have a quality wide receiver you can go for. But... I know this team is playing hot right now mm-hmm. with this four-game win streak, but there are quite a few holes that need to be addressed. There's other ways they can go just besides a wide receiver. Well, I mean, and Christian, I'll ask you the kind of white elephant in the room that I'm thinking of is they can they can add whatever they want, wide receiver, running back, anything offensively. Just because you add something doesn't mean this type of play is going to carry over with Jimmy Garoppolo from this year to next year. Do you have any doubts like, you know what, maybe after getting a bigger contract, because, I mean, they could franchise tag him or give him a extension, getting a bigger contract, getting basically the offseason, is there a little bit of like, what if he doesn't live up to the expectations we're building him up to right now? 
Oh, I mean, there's always that risk. And and I feel like when it comes to the case of Jimmy Garoppolo, that risk is actually pretty high because he has looked great, but, I mean, it's such a small sample size. And if you're going to for sure put the nail in the coffin, this is our franchise quarterback, this is it, then you have to be really, really sure that you know what you're getting out of him, that this is the right fit for Kyle Shanahan, especially when 49ers fans, I'm sure, are going to be judging him pretty harshly with being the new head coach with the new quarterback, basically of his choosing, because um, they could have taken, they couldn't have jet, or they had the choice to not trade for Jimmy G and just, you know, like how you said, tank and, you know, get it even higher traffic, maybe in the top five and get a quarterback, you know, maybe Darnold or Allen or one of those guys. But this is the guy who they went out to get. And if you're going to put your future into it and your franchise into his hands, then you really got to make sure that you use this off season well and play him against the Rams, you know, because I don't know if they're, if they're going to be resting their starters or not. Um, I know you said that there was a report of that, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot different when you see um, what's that uh, Arnold or the defensive tackle for LA. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Talk about Chubb. Uh, I'm sorry. In the draft, talking about Bradley Chubb. No, no, no. For the Rams, um, the defensive oh. tackle. Oh, Aaron Donald. Is that uh, who you're thinking of? Yes, Aaron Donald. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot different when you see guys like him coming down. Mm-hmm. You know? So. I mean, I, I just say the the risk is really high. Um, and, uh, I mean, buyer's remorse can be there. I mean, if you look at the Bears with Jay Cutler, you know, <laughs> give him the $100 million contract. Well, and I mean, got, you could even have drafter's remorse. I mean, mm-hmm. Kevin White. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, that too. I, I like how the Bear fan basically goes, hey, we're going to get it off my team. Let's throw it on the Browns. They've had enough sadness. <laughs> Let's just throw some more on there. But they can take it. I do get what you're saying, and – with the 49ers, the thing that I'm kind of thinking about as you were making some of your points, Christian, was basically the fact of, yeah, you might have some buyer's remorse, but in the case of Jimmy G, it's like an article I read on ESPN today, just shut up and pay the man. Like, this is what mm-hmm. you drafted him for. This is what you came in here for him to do. And I, you know what? I might be bold. I joked with you guys before we recorded as we were talking with you, Christian. I said, you know what? If they win all their games to win out, I might make them my kiss of death next year. Probably not going to happen. However, I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers next year are that team that we have seen. We saw it too. And I know know people are going to get mad at this um, similarity. They got mad at it when we talked about Jacksonville last week. But two years ago... We saw Dallas do the same thing. New quarterback, new running back. They go ahead mm-hmm. against an easier schedule, make the playoffs. Then you got this year, Jacksonville, not a new quarterback per se, but a newer team with a new direction under uh, Tom Coughlin. They go against an easier schedule. They're going to make the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked with a new quarterback. Well, not new because he's there this year but a better mm-hmm. cast of characters around Jimmy G and a weaker schedule because you could be a top 10 team then going and being like, hey, we're a playoff team in the NFC. The only thing that makes me not want to say that is if it's based off of this year, the NFC has been the tougher conference to try to make the playoffs compared to the AFC. Yeah, I when it comes to the question of, of you know, do you pay him, do you franchise tag him? They already said they've already talked about how they're willing to franchise tag him. Mm-hmm. And for what I've said before, um, and the big reason people got really mad at me because of my opinions on Jimmy Garoppolo, but really why I think 
the issue for the 49ers was simply this. They got a guy at the very the tail end who has all this leverage mm-hmm. and came out and immediately said, we're going to probably franchise tag him. So if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm saying, okay, you have to offer me more than the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sign a deal because why would I take less money? I'm going to bet on myself. All Sean Jeffrey style. I'll take a one-year deal. Let me bet on myself. Um, all Kirk Cousins style. Yeah, Kirk Cousins yeah, would have rather had the deal. He would have rather had the deal. He didn't yeah. want to get franchised. No, but I'm saying like that's what he's had to do the last two years. Yeah. Um, and it, and for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that's just the issue. We talk about teams like the Seattle Seahawks falling off because mm-hmm. of the amount of money they got to pay off. Yeah. Uh, we talk about you know uh, teams like Aaron Rodgers and the and the uh, Green Bay Packers who they have such an amazing quarterback. They should win the Super Bowl every year, but mm-hmm. they don't have money to pay other people necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although actually, that's not the best one because he isn't one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Uh, but his time is coming for that. Uh, so you really get a situation that could be dangerous. If you go out there this offseason, you make Jimmy Garoppolo the highest paid quarterback because, you know, you're just going to sit there and let's say he beats the Rams. He won five games in a row. And I mean, that's the thing that I'm sitting here thinking is if you go ahead and give him more than the franchise tag, where do you go ahead and draw the line? Because, I mean, of course, I I feel like paying him as the highest paid quarterback is kind of putting the carriage before before the donkey or the carriage before the horse. However, like there's part of me that goes, where do you then draw the line? If you're not going to be, make him the highest paid, Especially but you got to stay goes in undefeated between these five games. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he'd be undefeated for his career. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Uh, a small sample size for sure, but it's that's just getting, the it, small sample size. that's getting bigger. Mark? It is getting bigger. Um, it's a, you know, it's a grower, not a shower, but <laughs> it's just one of those situations here where, you know, he's shown you so much good stuff, but it's just such a hard thing to evaluate him because mm-hmm. everything says he's going to be great, mm-hmm. you know, and for the 49ers, they might want to jump on him and get him that lesser deal now because who knows next season, it could be huge. You might have to make him the highest paid quarterback after next season. You might not have a choice. So it, this is when a guy like John Lynch is going to earn his money. Well, Christian, I'll let you. It's your topic. You brought it into us. You're our guest on this podcast this week. I'm going to let you have the final word. What's your final thoughts on Jimmy G, the 49ers, and anything we talked about today? Oh, man. I mean, I think Jimmy G is going to do great things. I definitely think the Niners um, know what they have. I feel like they should franchise tag them after this offseason because of the sample size is too small, but you can't let him go. You can't let him walk. Rather, it's you go the Kirk Cousins route and you franchise tag him and franchise tag him. Um, maybe that's not what he wants to do. Or, I mean, who's to say that Jimmy G doesn't demand one of the highest paid because he is undefeated or because he knows the system and because, I mean, who else is out there? Like you said, I mean, they could have the drafters remorse. I mean, guys coming out of college, you're not, you're not exactly sure who's going to fit the system. Um, and where they're drafting – there's a lot of teams ahead of them that have quarterback needs. So I think they really have to stick with what they got and give a hard evaluation to Jimmy G this offseason. Well, thank you, Christian, for joining us. And also thank you for uh, being one of our patrons and supporting us. You don't know how much it means to us to have you on the podcast and have you be a patron of Most Valuable Podcasts. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys very much for having me. I enjoyed my time and, Uh, Can't wait to talk to you guys again. 
Well, and I'm going to close this out for everyone before we kind of close things up with Christian after we stop recording. But if you're sitting there going, man, how do I become like Christian? How do I talk with Ricky and Mark or Sean and Dave or me and Brandon or me and Johnny on one of our podcasts? Check out patreon.com backslash most podcast. You support us at the $10 tier. You get to be on a podcast each and every month that you're at that tier. We've had several people say, how do I join a podcast? That is how you do it. Want to thank Christian for his support. Thank Patrick for his support. Thank Jake for his support. Thank Brandon for his support. Although Brandon, not the $10 tier. Brandon's kind of slacking. In order to be a guest, Brandon, Brandon, you got to support us at the $10 tier. Want to thank you guys for supporting us. And more importantly, if you guys sitting there for Nana fans, you're like, I want to chime in as well. You can always do it in the comment section. Let us know what you think about Jimmy G, the 49ers. What are they going to do this offseason? And what we can expect from Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers next year. But, Mark, let's move into our next topic. And we're looking NFL draft. We're going to be looking more so into the draft in the next coming weeks. It's basically after this week. It's playoffs and drafts is mainly mm-hmm. the main, unless there's like a coaching hire, Black Monday. Actually, Black Monday, that's what we're going to look at next week. But it'll basically be playoff and draft after this. And a lot of people loved our Cleveland Brown video where we talked about who they should take at number one. You can also check out our mock draft to see who we have slotted at number one for the Browns. However, the main consensus is quarterback for the Browns, and they're – I think it's their GM or whatever high up is like, we're going quarterback for the Browns at number one. So I basically wanted to ask this question. I'll throw it over to you because who else am I going to throw it to, Mark? Who's the better fit for Cleveland? Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold? Well, it's tough because I... So so this new this new um, administration here comes in and says, number one goal is finding a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They essentially say, Kaiser, get the fuck out of here. You're done. Yeah. Um, Should have just taken Deshaun Watson. You could have, but nope, you gave him to Houston. They could have, but he probably wouldn't have been any good there because there's nothing good happening in Cleveland right now. Better than You picked Um, the wrong Deshaun. That's what you did. And there's a good chance they still went 0-16. I mean, that roster is not 0-16 material. No. The coach is... Partially making them zero and sixteen. Uh, you are not a anyways, fan of the Wolverine anymore. I'm not. It's you're not I, a fan of the Wolverine. I, I bought in on it, and he's got one win in two years. Okay, so that's that's awful. It's terrible. There's still a chance he could get mm. two wins. Um, <laughs> could double his win. Uh, but anyways, to answer the question for which quarterback is better, um, in my mind, you know. We, you guys can go check out our, mm-hmm. our mock drafts for sure, uh, mock draft 1.0. But I still feel like Rosen is the guy you go for if you want someone to come in and play right now. Mm-hmm. I think Darnold is going to be better being that guy who's going to sit there and have some games, maybe even a season, before he comes in. That would be great. You would love him to be a Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You would love him to be what Chicago hoped Trubisky was going to be. Yeah. You don't want to have Houston's... Um, you know, Deshaun Watson come in where he has to come in and play day one. Not that he can't do it at all, but I just think that he uh, is not as capable or not as ready for it right now as Rosen is. Rosen's that clear cut, like, there's no reason for Rosen to go back to college. Mm-hmm. Some people might want to say that there is a reason uh, for Darnold to go back and maybe have another year. 
I I don't see the point in it. If you're going to be a, if you're going to probably be a top them, five pick, you should just come out. I could see both of them going back and it benefiting them. However, Darnold would be the one where it's like, you know what? He's the one where it's like, ah, more so should probably go back. But for me, I'm on the other side of it. Like the main reason why I think Darnold is the guy is because partly because of what I've been saying. If you're looking for potential and long-term gain, Darnold's going to be your guy. If you're looking for, hey, I want to win right now, Rosen's your guy. Where are the Browns at? They're in the same Darnold work. Hey, the long game mm-hmm. is going to benefit but us more than win right now. You need a good coach. Mm-hmm. They don't have a good coach. Well, and that's part like that. I'm not going to throw Hugh under the bus completely, but that's a conversation for a different, like a different day. Maybe a Black Monday day. Maybe well, a reevaluation day. I think it is relevant day. now, though, because Kaiser is mm-hmm. not as terrible of a quarterback as he looks. But he is getting no help in the know. coaching just, situation like, right now. The thing with Kaiser that I hate is he made like. There was one play, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, where he just threw it to the back of the end zone on the run off one foot, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Just throw it out of bounds, live to see another down. And that's one thing, whether you get Rosen or whether you get Darnold, you are not going to have that. Like, the thing went, like, and I automatically kind of go, eh, well, maybe. With Darnold... You might get that, but with Darnold, it's going to be the way I see it is it's more like a Brett Favre type of caliber to it. To where, like, I think back to that Texas game where they're in overtime, there's a wide receiver back of the end zone on a little like um, vertical that kind of goes mm-hmm. over the middle. And he's like, I saw it in his eyes. Brett Favre, fuck it. I'm putting it in there. Yeah. And he tried. And it was like, Ugh, almost got picked. Okay, we're living to see another day. There's some of that. In Sam Darnold, but it's not going to be like where it's Deshaun Kaiser. Like, why did you do that? Like, that was obviously the wrong mistake. I, but to at the make. same time, with with poor coaching, mm-hmm. the mechanical issues like that won't get fixed. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think with either Rosen or Darnold, mm-hmm. they're mechanical issues. That's why I'm thinking right now, maybe. Deshaun Kaiser isn't the right quarterback for Cleveland. Here's the thing, though. I don't think he is either, no. Here's what I was getting to, though, Mm -hmm. why I would right now and probably going to stay Darnold over Rosen is the comments that Rosen made where he said that basically in the exact quote, if I can find it here really quick, I'd rather be a lower pick for the right team than a higher pick for the wrong team. Basically, I'd rather be 25 to the Steelers than number one to the Browns. That's how I yeah. took it. Which is smart, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be, you know, all that the way low. to 25. Yeah. It could be, you know, 10 to, mm. let's say, a Jets, a team who's won some games, you know. Uh, it's To me, that just screamed of, I really don't want to play in mm-hmm. Cleveland. And and my, my thing we talked about before you started recording the podcast was, I— even though I'm still saying that Rosen, I think, is the right choice, the right fit for Cleveland. Not mm-hmm. the right choice. He's not the right choice right now. Um, but he's the right fit for Cleveland. He's the wrong choice because he doesn't want to be there, and he's making it very obvious. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It happens. Eli did it. Elway's done it. You get quarterbacks that do this, mm-hmm. and they're good, successful quarterbacks that everybody knows and loves. Yeah. Um now, the the bad thing is, though, it, I sit there and I listen to it, and I'm like, 
I know you don't want to play for Cleveland, but mm-hmm. I don't like hearing it. I don't mm-hmm. like hearing that when uh, you know you get asked something like that. Just give the dumb political answer. That's all we want. Mm-hmm. And I know it's as fans, a lot of people don't want that. They don't want it. They want to hear Bill Belichick get snippy. You know, they mm-hmm. want to hear Marshawn Lynch say, "I'm just here so I don't get fined." Uh, you know, that's more entertaining than say a Peyton Manning going out there and being like, yeah, the team did really good. You know, we have a great team. I wouldn't be here without my team, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, where you get Darnold who's going to come out and say, how do I, you know, someone asked, how do you think you'd look in Cleveland Jersey? Well, I'm just happy to get drafted by anybody. And that's, and that's the one thing that kind of goes to, Right now, I was just reading, I'm looking at an ESPN article where they basically kind of go through all the quarterbacks, but I'm looking mainly at Darnold and Rosen because that's who we're talking about. And that kind of goes through where they have a quote from here from an NFC front office official, and it says, and I quote, he's got everything you look for, and this is Darnold, size, arm strength, accuracy, could stand to clean up the mechanical stuff, but that's going to come with time. He looks the part. And that matters when you're trying to sell a fan base on a young guy with growing pains. He'll show enough to get people excited. And that's the one last line that that reminds me of. If I am a member of the Cleveland fan base, I want a guy to come in here and basically, hey, you know what? I'm just happy to get my shot. I'm just happy to come in here. I don't want to hear the guy that's basically like, fuck Cleveland. I don't want to play here. Have you been there? It smells like. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. Oh, if I'm for sure. Cleveland, that's Although why they they forgave, they forgave Miles Garrett really fast. Yeah. Well, Miles Garrett, they once it's like okay, you're here, you're here. They would do the same thing with Rosen. They would do the same thing with Rosen. However, it's a different position. Like if Miles Garrett kind of fizzled out, yes, it would be like mm-hmm. wow, Miles Garrett is a bust at number one, but it wouldn't have the same kind of significance. Of a quarterback is what I'm saying. Like yeah, if, I mean, if if Rosen fizzled out and Garrett fizzled out, the mm-hmm. two we would focus more on Rosen because he's a quarterback. Well, yeah, but we're not talking about them yeah. being bust. We're talking about what they said. Yeah, no, people I'm will saying, forgive like, him what we said. I mean, because Mitch Trubisky, of what they said, if it, yeah, Mitch Trubisky tweets mm-hmm. out, you know, go Packers when he was a teenager. <laughs> Chicago forgave him for that really fast. I don't think you should have been mad at him at all because it's like that was. But that's what I'm saying. You're, that's a fan when, base when it's thing. your guy. Yeah, you forgive him. But that's well, what I'm saying. He was drafted by a fan base. Uh-huh. And that's, or, you know, you forgive him when he's your guy really quick. And that's the thing. And I'm going to bring what we talked about mm-hmm. to start the show in now. It's kind of like what Will Kane and Jalen Rose are. J- yeah, Jalen Rose were talking about on first take with James Harrison situation where Will Kane's like, I come from the fan base perspective. We want loyalty. That is what we want. We want a guy that's going to be loyal. And Jalen Rose is like, well, you know what? If you released me, I'm not going to be loyal to you. You released me. So I'm going to go somewhere so that I can make a living just to kind of bring the two together. But the thing that I look at is obviously with Cleveland, though, one of these two guys has to be it. Like you can't have the question. And I know some people are going to throw it. Yeah, but guys, what if like Denver wants to trade up? No. No, the, no trading down. Well, no, they've already said they're not going I to. I know, but like no trading down to even if the possibility you're like, you know what? We can trade down. We can take like a Baker Mayfield. We can take a Josh Allen. No. 
your decision is between Rosen well, and Darnold. I don't think that mm-hmm. because the thing I look at is not only did you miss out on Deshaun Watson last year because you yeah. traded down, you missed out on either Goff or Wentz who are tearing it up right now. Well, Wentz is injured, but when he wasn't, he was tearing yeah. it up. I mean, he's still tearing it up still right touchdowns. now. Before he got injured, you mm-hmm. threw it to me like, hey, should we have a segment on the show? Could he be the MV- or should he be the MVP? Yeah. Then he got injured, and we couldn't have had that segment. The one thing I will give Cleveland mm-hmm. the teeniest, tiniest bit of you could maybe trade down Okay, is if this Houston pick they have mm-hmm. stays as high as it is. If it can stay high, you know, right now it's four. Yeah. The only team above you, the Giants, are the only team that might draft a quarterback. And it's not a guarantee that they will. You know, so you trade away to a team like Denver or New York who's going to draft a quarterback. All right, there goes one. But you still have the possibility of losing Darnold and Rosen. You do. That's why I said it's the teeniest, tiniest reason but, why they could do it. it but, but even if they got a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield but at they four, wouldn't. They're, they would be number four. We're saying that I'm saying if you if you can get away with New York mm-hmm. is not drafting a quarterback. Okay. The Colts are not drafting a quarterback. Hey man, then appa- you just get the second best apparently guy. Apparently some guys in that giant locker room think that Davis Webb is the guy, man. They he think might be. he's the guy. I he don't think be. so, but I think he's the I guy. Mean, I'm under the impression that the New York Giants are going to draft a quarterback. Or just trade down. They'd be the team that I think trades. Potentially, if like the Jets or the Denver Broncos mm-hmm. want to get up there. Well, the interesting thing, and I know this isn't about Denver, but the interesting thing about Denver is John Elway was at the Idaho Potato Bowl mm-hmm. to watch Josh Allen, where he threw for three touchdowns and had himself a pretty good um, last yeah. game at Wyoming. I feel like Josh Allen's the kind of guy that John Elway would like. I mean, he was all over Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're the same, but I mean, Paxton Lynch was also a potential kind of mm-hmm. guy, but I mean, back to Cleveland where I kind of feel like it comes down to what do you think? And that's why part of me feels like you brought up the Hugh Jackson thing. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't get rid of him because I kind of feel like where you could say, well, he hasn't been a good coach. I've been sitting there going, okay, this has probably been the first team on paper to where we've actually had, like, where they got him talent. The Miles Garrett, the Jabril Peppers. Yeah, but couldn't the, do anything with it. But what did you expect with the quarterback that they at have? At least one game. With the quarterback at that they have. At least one game. It doesn't matter. It's not just quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have been in positions to win games. It's not just a quarterback that's messed up. But is that the coach's fault or the, is that a young team's fault? That they're not Coaches got to coach these guys to get ready to play. But and it's not just an inexperience. They well, have some veterans on I'm, this team. I'm going to say it this way. Mainly being mm-hmm. on the side of, in a past life, used to be a teacher, there are so many times, like, and what I was teaching was music. So there are so many times you could tell a kid, like, hey, this is what you want to do here. This is how you want to attack. This is how you want to. I'm going to get really technical here. This is how you want to attack this measure. This is how you want to play it right. And then they go out there and they don't do it. And you're sitting there like, come on, I gave you the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. I told you what to do. So, I mean, that's a little bit of where I feel I, like it's not all I, on I, you, Jack. I do agree with that, but not at 0-16 potentially. But here's the thing. If you, I, if you if you cannot get your team mm-hmm. to win a single game, you are a bad coach. We're not talking – he's not sitting here mm-hmm. with junior college level talent. Mm-hmm. He is sitting here with NFL caliber play, cal, caliber players 
This is a team that should have at least been able to want, win a game. They could have beat the Steelers. They could have beat the Jets. They could have beaten the Titans. They could have beaten the Packers. They could have... They really shit the bed against the Bears, but the Bears are not well, a good team. They and, could have beat the Bears. And that's why I wouldn't fire them. Because it's not like this team... like. It's not like they're getting blown out every week, and I know this has gone completely off of the quarterbacks, but we'll get back mm-hmm. to it. It's not like they're getting blown out every week. It's not like but they are where it's what we saw with New York, where mm-hmm. it's like they gave up on their coach. If I'm a fan and you're telling me, and this is, of course, if I knew, if you said you're going to go 0-16, what way do you want to do it? Get blown out every game? Or being close games, I would take the close games because that means I'm doing a step further. And I know you're probably sitting there going, but Ricky, you're winning less games than you did last year. Yeah, when you were 1-15. in This is the only reason what I was getting to. The only reason how I could see Hugh Jackson getting fired, although they're right now saying like, oh, you know, we're going to keep him. We're going to see if that just meant for the season or not. The only way I could see him getting fired is if they say kind of, I mean, maybe Ryan Pace, not really Ryan Pace style, because it's not going to line up. It didn't line up like that for the Bears, but basically not even Kyle Shanahan. But what I'm getting to is new coach, bring him in, Mm -hmm. which guy do you like bring a coach in? That's going that's to work, work with, with them. The yeah, which one the do pick. you? Which one do you want? Which one I mean, will fit your system, or which one can we build? A, can you me, build a system around? It's just it's perfectly clear in the fact that you've played thirty two games. Mm-hmm. You will have played thirty two games at the end of this week. We're assuming they lose to to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You've won a single one. That's it. You've only won one out of thirty two games. That is unacceptable. And I am not a chud the guy. You know, I, well, I'm not this, saying he's got what two he's, years. He's already team. hasn't been shutted. But yeah. I'm not saying you just get rid of a guy the second he has a bad season. But there's been zero success here. Well, you get rid of him. And here's the thing: and Darnold and Rosen. The reason why I'm bringing this up is I think Darnold and Rosen mm-hmm. could potentially be the same type of caliber. And this is a coach who who compared well, Deshaun no, 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 Kaiser no. to Tom Brady. Well, here's the uh, you really you really want good. him to you really want him to coach Rosen or, or Sam Darnold. But, Basically, what I'm going to go at is here's what I'm going to ask you is so he's basically had three years as a head coach. His first year was in 2011, went eight and eight with Oakland, didn't see a second year. Yeah. Then then he's with Cleveland, with Cincinnati as an OC, got to work with Andy Dalton. Working great things with Andy Dalton. Remember what we were saying when he was coming over? Amazing offensive coordinator. That's what I like. That's what I potentially want to see as an offensive with, coordinator. Well, no, yeah, no, sure. no. What I'm saying is mm-hmm. potentially, uh, let's be honest, no matter what he was saying, I bet you he made the Tom Brady comment because at the beginning of the season, he had to, he had to hype up Kaiser. Like I seriously wouldn't be shocked if after, because I don't see Hugh Jackson being there when the Browns become good, if they ever become good, but I can't wait till after he's fired in years down we hear the interview where he goes, yeah, I didn't want Deshaun. I wanted Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Ownership wanted to moneyball and trade back. I was against it from the beginning. Sure. I know that people are going to say, but yeah, now you're gone. Of course yeah, you're going to say that. But I can't that wait case, until but... that comes out. And if it's true that, hey, he really didn't want 
Deshaun Kaiser. You'd never know if it really was true, though. The thing I can see this working out, you know the way I could see this going, is they go ahead, they take Rosen, Rosen or Darnold. I would take Darnold right now. Mm-hmm. And him having this next season, working with him the rookie year, and then if it doesn't work, then basically what we expect Brian Pace to do with John Fox of like, you know what, let's get the coach. Because that's the thing that's going to be important is what I would do if I was Cleveland is I would keep Hugh Jackson for one more year at least. And I would basically say one of these two guys, I would basically go to him and go, which one can you build a system around? We will take whichever one. But we'll take your thought into consideration, and then I'd kind of make a decision because I wouldn't put it completely in the hands of a head coach. I would want my own decision in it if I'm the GM. But I want to go with the guy that you can build a system better around. And then if he can't, okay, you're done. We'll bring in a guy who can't. That's what I would do. However, I'm not the GM of the Browns, and there are probably some Browns fans that are saying, thank God, because we don't want you to be our GM, Ricky. But that is what I would do (laughs) if I was Browns GM. Yeah, I just think to to come in as a GM, a new GM, and essentially say uh, 1 in 15, 0 in 16 potentially, Mm -hmm. yeah, we'll bring you back. If I'm a fan, I give up. I say you have accepted. If I'm a Browns you fan, have I've accepted. already given up. Well, I mean, you've you put through. You've been put through a lot. You've got Stockholm syndrome for sure. <laughs> but you're sitting there saying you have taken as bad as it can get, mm-hmm. made it worse, historically worse. Mm-hmm. You tied the record that can't possibly be broken because you can't win negative one, and you have accepted and said that's okay. Maybe it'll get better because it can't possibly get any worse. Right. That's just that to me, that's unacceptable. And that's my big thing is I don't want him around either one of these guys, because what what were the issues that Kaiser has? Kaiser's big issue. He has no confidence anymore. Mm -hmm. He's his confidence in his mental abilities are completely shot. He is done in the NFL. His NFL career has ended. Maybe he'll be a backup somewhere, but he will never start. In the NFL now, because he has zero confidence now. And the reason why his coach never really believed in him and his coach pulled him out of games that he shouldn't have pulled him out of. He benched Mm -hmm. him any chance he could. He completely mishandled this situation. He did not have the fortune of working with an Andy Dalton here. Mm -hmm. And that sucked. Is he going to do the same thing with Rosen or Darnold as soon as they throw mm -hmm. a few interceptions? Is he going to bench him? And that's the thing that I do want to throw out. Little grain of salt is uh-huh. in Cleveland, like in Cincinnati, he had AJ Green, who's a top wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he had Andy Dalton, who's probably he's an above average quarterback. Tier he's two, a good tier, quarterback. Tier two, tier three. Can we agree about that? Yeah, in the tiers of quarterback, he's had a rough year, but yeah. And then he's had a solid running back with Giovanni Bernard. No one that's going to be man top running back. But a quality, I'd say two-headed punch between Bernard and Jeremy Hill Mm -hmm. when he was in Cincinnati. Then he comes to Cleveland where they don't have that. And last year in the draft, they passed up quarterback so that they could go linebacker slash corner in Jabril and defensive end first overall in Miles Garrett. I know they got uh, Joku late for the tight end, but... 
they opted not to go quarterback. Two years before that, they decided not to go quarterback yet again. And two interesting things that I want to throw out here at the end before I throw it to you for your final thought. Cumulative point differential for every NFL team from 2008 until now. It's funny how the Patriots, from 2008 till now, they've just gone up. Yeah. They've got like plus 1,500. The only three teams to go down consistently from there, Rams, Jags, and Browns. The, and two of those teams have turned it around. In one season. The Browns right now have a cumulative point differential since 2008 of negative 1,074. That's where they sit right now. And like I mentioned earlier, the Browns and the Ra- Ravens, lowest win percentage between any matchup of any team, they have only have a winning percentage of 23.7 yeah. against the Ravens. And that is by far the worst. Mm-hmm. And this team, and I know Cleveland fans are sitting there, we don't need you to tell us how bad our team is. They need to take one of these guys. I'm leaning towards Darnold mainly because I'm going longevity over win right now. I'm going over, give me the guy who's like, and this is what I think. I think Darnold's going to be the guy. Yeah, he's going to have to work on some things to start. But once he gets to where he needs to be, you don't have to worry about him. It's like that car where it's like, fix a few things, then you don't have to worry about it. Where Rosen's the guy, drive it right out Mm. of the lot. I just kind of feel that my biggest concern, if, if I think fit-wise, I still say Rosen mm-hmm. right now, but I don't think the Browns should draft him. Because, because of he, what he said. He, because of what he said. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to be there. I don't think that's going to change. Um, and I don't, want, I don't want that to be part of this team. It's Cleveland. You need to want to be here. Um, but at the same time, I don't trust the current coaching staff, and things could change mm-hmm. in just a week. Um, but I don't trust this current coaching staff to be – responsible for touching a, a quarterback and fixing things and, and making him better. I would only you want a new staff in there. I want a new staff. If I want, if I get the guy who has a few things to work on, if I'm going for Rosen, the mm-hmm. guy who comes in and just day one is boom, he's here. He's an NFL quarterback. Then I can at least accept maybe having Jackson out uh, as my coach, but I, I, I don't really want it. I wouldn't, way. I wouldn't be surprised if it was an Eli Phillip rivers thing. Where it's like, you know what? We're going to draft Rosen. You go ahead and draft Darnold, and then we'll trade for him. Or like it's a possible. Baker Mayfield, and then we'll trade for him. However, let's turn it on to you guys. What do you guys think down below? Let us know. Who do you got? Who do you have if you are the Browns? Who are you drafting number one? Rosen, Darnold. Let us know why down below in the comment section. But, Mark, let's wrap up the podcast like we always do our last our last regular season picks for the year of our I'm gonna Lord miss it. 2017. I'm going to miss it. This is actually the last segment that we're going to have. Well, if you're on YouTube, it's not the last segment of 2017. But if you're listening to straight through the if podcast. If you're listening straight through the podcast, this is the last thing you will hear from the onside kick in 2017. So this is we got to make it good. This yeah. is the very end. The regular no, season's over. No Sunday night game. However, like me and you talked about in between segments is basically you're not going to have a Sunday night game on New Year's because advertisers aren't going to want to advertise that yeah, game. Yeah, no, people aren't going to watch it. They're going to parties. Exactly. They're going to be there watching New Year's Rockin' Eve. Yep. On, I We're going to see Mariah Carey fuck it up again. 
Uh, like Brandon said, just stick to all I want for Christmas. I think that's what he said. Stick to all I want for Christmas and then get on. Which my thought was, why would you sing that after Christmas? But that's a total topic for another day. Let's make our picks. And we're going to start. We're a table divided. Yeah. The Bears, the Vikings. My Vikings cannot get home field advantage. I'm sad because the road to the Super Bowl does not go through Minnesota. I hope the Eagles lose in the divisional round. 11.5 point favorites. Who you got, Bears or Vikings? The Bears. Skull. I just think, a you know. A table divided. <laughs> Mitch is going to light it up. He's going to throw for 500 yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> I think that this is one where it gets out of hand and Teddy gets in there for the last regular season game of the year. Vikings win big. Then we've got another. Out of hand because Mitch threw for 500 yeah. yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> he threw for 500 yards and 10 touchdowns. But we got another NFC North uh-huh. battle. All divisional matchups yeah. in this last week. The Packers, Brett Hundley. Should the Packers release Aaron Rodgers? Story for a different day. They're going to be in Ford Field. Maybe. The new team for John Gruden, a Lions fan, friend of the show, uh, told us that apparently the Lions are pursuing John Gruden. Everybody's pursuing John Gruden, right? The Lions are a six and a half point favorite. Who you got? Pack Lions. Um, I guess I'm gonna pick the the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm gonna go with none of this really matters. Detroit's out of the playoff rates anymore. Are they? Yeah, they're I gone. don't think they are they're completely. Out. They're out. I are they? They are out. There's no way for them to get in. Okay, because the one thing I was looking at in the NFC was you've got Atlanta and Seattle could both lose. Then they would be tied with Detroit. I don't know how the tiebreaker is with Detroit and those two teams. But I'm going to go with the Lions to win this one mainly because, yeah, they would be out because they'd lose the tiebreaker to the Falcons. They lost that game early in the year. Still think they're going to win because Brett Hundley is not the same as Aaron Rodgers. Then another meaningless game, unless it's draft you're talking about. Mainly, it's not the Texans you're concerned about. It's the Browns you're concerned about. Yeah. This has draft implications as we've got the Texans and the Colts. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. And on the this line one. is Colts three and a half, by the way. I'm going Houston Texans. Anytime I pick the Colts, mm-hmm. they lose. So, I mean, there's no reason to do that. Um, no, I, I just kind of. I want. I'm gonna go with Houston. I don't think that the Browns managed to get pick number one and pick mm-hmm. number three. Um, that's just too wonderful for them. So I don't. I don't see it happening. Well, and I look at that, and even if they did tie, the Colts would still be the higher pick as they've got the lower strength of schedule. I'm so gonna Colts go ahead. Go. I'm gonna go ahead and pick the Colts as well. I just think the Texans are not that good at the end of the year, and I mean, next year you get Deshaun Watson back. You'll be in better shape, but this was just not the season you expected from the Texans. Then we move on AFC East. We've got the Jets. We've got the Patriots. James Harrison going to play in this one, they suspect. Patriots win their 15.5-point favorites. That's who I'm going with. Yeah, it's easy. I mean, it doesn't matter if Harrison plays or not. No. Tom Brady wants to win. He's going to win. And the Patriots will get home field advantage throughout. Then we're moving on. NFC East matchup. We've got the Redskins. We've got the Giants. Kirk Cousins, could this be his last game in a Redskin uniform? They're three-point three favorites mm-hmm. over the G-Men. Yeah, Kirk Cousins needs to go out there and, and you know get that contract, that big mm-hmm. contract. He's going to go out there. I think he's going to have a big game uh, against New York's Giants defense, which isn't that great. Um, so I think he'll go out there and he'll he'll impress people and show why he deserves the big money. Now, here's the interesting thing. I'm going with the Giants in this one. I think Eli will be able to get it done. However... 
interesting thing about the Giants, did you hear what Landon Collins said this about week Eli about Apple? Eli Apple, that he's basically a cancer? And Eli Apple's not playing. No, he's not. The thing that I was going to say is more interesting if the Texans and the Giants both win, mm-hmm. the Colts will then move up into the second overall pick, I believe. Good for because them. both the Giants and the Colts will be three and tw- are three and thirteen, and then the Colts have the lower strength of schedule, so the Colts could be the second pick overall with a loss this upcoming week and a Giant win. Then let's move on. We've got the other AFC match, AFC East matchup: the Cowboys and the Eagles. It, originally, I was like, you know, I don't want the Eagles to lose, but they won against the... I don't know how you let them win if you're Oakland, but I think the Eagles win this one. The Cowboys got nothing to play for, except for yeah. beating a rival. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm sure they want to beat the rival, mm-hmm. but it's at Philadelphia. I mean, that's that's going to be a, a big... Um, you know, that's going to shift the momentum towards mm-hmm. Philly in Week 17, for sure. Most important game coming up. And by the way, that was a Dallas is the favorite by three in that one. The most important game of the week is the one happening in Pittsburgh. The 0-15 Browns, the 12-3 and Steelers. Yep. Steelers are 11-point favorites. Do the Browns get their first win, or do we see 0-16 for the second time ever since 2008? Ever. Yeah. Um, you and know, we I, almost saw I gotta it, keep writing. And we almost saw it in 2007, but the Dolphins went 1-15. I got to keep writing here and say that uh, Cleveland's going to win a game because I've been saying it for weeks. Going to pick Cleveland because 1-15 sounds a whole lot better than 0-16. We're going to see it, folks. We are going to see 0-16. Again, I think the Steelers win this one, and the Browns finish 0-16 officially yeah. the top team Fun in fact, the draft. Fun fact, the last time okay. a team went 0-16, the Packers did not make the playoffs. And that happened this year. Wow. So the yeah. Packers just, I mean— And the Packers aren't in the playoffs, someone's going 0-16. Well, and the more interesting thing, I don't know if this is going to ring true, mm-hmm. but the last team to go, and I know there's only been one, last team to go 0-16, that next draft— Drafted their quarterback of the future number one overall and became a playoff team. So if you're Browns fans, yep. that's something to hang your hat on. I mean, you're not going to win a Super Bowl, but no, 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 you no. Get, but you could be get, in a playoff contention. Playoffs. You can make a yeah. playoff game. That's okay. Playoffs? We're talking playoffs? Yeah, playoffs, playoffs are nice. I mean, you'd rather win a Super Bowl, but playoffs yeah, are nice. Tomato, tomato. But moving on it's to better the, than 0-16. moving on to the NFC South, we've got to me the most meaningful game as not not just playoffs on the line, but. The Panthers could move up in seeding. We've got the Panthers, the Falcons, Falcons three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go with the Falcons to get the win over the Panthers and solidify themselves as the sixth seed. Playing right now would be the Rams in the wild-card round. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons control their destiny here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Otherwise, you'll let the fucking being, Seahawks yeah. sneak in. Being that home team, I think, is that— Extra motivating thing that'll get them past Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think they just have a little bit more to play for. It really does remind me of Chicago Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when Chicago was already in, they didn't have anything to really play mm-hmm. for, so they didn't. And it became pretty obvious that they didn't when Green Bay was able to kind of roll over them. Um, I expect something similar to that. I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina, at a certain point in the game, says, We don't need this, we're going to bench the starters. And moving on, AFC West matchup, 9-6 and six Chiefs, 5-10 and 10 Broncos, 
Surprisingly, the Broncos are three and a half point favorites in Denver. I think that's ludicrous. I'm going with the Chiefs to win well, this one. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Mahomes is playing, so maybe that has something uh, to do maybe, with it. Maybe, maybe, but I'm still going with the I'm Chiefs. I'm going to go with Mahomes the Mahomes is going to get three touchdowns in this one. I'm calling it. I'll go with the rookie. I think it's going to be very interesting to see him play. He's playing I to went, hopefully win a job next I year. I went to hit the button, but I'm like, it's not an upset, and that's why I awkwardly pointed at the camera. Good. Just so you guys know, I went to hit the button, but I was like, no, it's not. I mean, it is an upset, but it's wrong podcast Barely. for that, but... Hashtag Chief Kingdom, you're going to win the game. Then to me, what could have been a meaningful game, but for the Titans, it's basically make the playoffs and the Jaguars are basically, you're not fighting for a first round bye anymore. Jaguars are three point underdogs to the Titans. Who do you got in Nashville, the Jags or the Titans? I'll take the Titans because mm-hmm. they need the playoff spot. Okay. Um, I, I do think Jacksonville is going to be a little angry mm-hmm. over their loss, uh, but at the same time, that loss to the San Francisco 49ers could be a little bit of a start of the downfall. You know, they could back their way into the playoffs, which is a dangerous thing to do. Uh, And it's a team that isn't used to this kind of success. Mm. So it's a little dangerous right here. I think the Tennessee Titans get this win. Last week, I picked against the Jaguars. Jaguar fans were like, you're wrong. You don't pick against Jimmy G. That's what we learned. However, Jimmy G's not out there today. I think this is another game where last year in this one, Marcus Mariota went down with the knee injury that we saw and questioned coming into the season. I think Jaguars get the win in Nashville, and they will go to 11-5. The Titans, keep that loss. Remember that in the memory banks, because that's going to play later in these picks for me. But coming up next, we've got said Jimmy G going up against the Rams, who have already said... They might sit their starters this weekend when the Rams play the Niners. The Niners are three-point favorites. Who do you got, Jimmy G to go undefeated or the backup Rams to get the win? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jimmy G being undefeated. I mean, there's no reason to pick against him, especially with the Rams saying, yeah, we don't even think we're even going to bother playing Mm -hmm. our starters. Yeah, without a doubt, I'm going with the 49ers. I can't until, like I said, until he loses, I cannot pick against... Garoppolo, I'm going with the 49ers to beat the Rams, although Ram fans are going to go asterisk, technicality, a win's a win at the end of the day. Then we've got the Bills, Bills Mafia, going up against the Dolphins. Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. However, could this be a prime upset game for the Dolphins to beat the Bills? Uh, I actually am going to pick the Dolphins on this one. I think Jay Cutler gets that one last win. Smoking Jay. uh, And then he checks out of his hotel room (laughs) and goes back home. Um, I thought that was a hilarious fact that I I learned today. What, that that he never bought a house? He just lives in a hotel room? He didn't bother with a house, didn't bother with an apartment, just said, I'll take the hotel room. It's nice. He's got enough money. Yeah, I mean, him and his wife have enough money. The man got a $100 million contract, so Uh I think he's all right. Yeah, he can use some of that for that hotel. And he doesn't have to uh, make his bed each day. He can just let yep. housekeeping. You got a pool. You got a hot <laughs> tub. You know, you, they'll do your laundry for what you. Do you. What do you think? Like throughout the entire season, like do you think there are people that were like, "Is that Jay Color? Is is that Jay Color in the room next to me?" No, because he you, was up like in the penthouse. You oh, know? he okay. was getting top I was, quality. I was gonna say, you don't think he was stopped in the lobby of the hotel, like. Hey, Jay Cutler, can I get an autograph? Hey, Jay Cutler, can I get my picture oh, I'm taken? Sure, I'm sure he probably was, but I mean, 
I'm also the man's used to it. I'm sure he didn't like, really I'm leave thinking, the I'm, the penthouse. That I'm often. thinking man of the people, Mark, like a normal simpleton room, like you and I would get at the Holiday Inn. That's what I'm thinking. No, Jay and Chris and Cavalieri uh, are not staying in, <laughs> you know, room. 207. That's what I'm thinking. I'm <laughs> you know? thinking man of the people, Jay Cutler. When it comes to that, I'm going to pick the Bills. It's not going to matter, though. However, it's not because of the next game. Raiders and the Chargers. And I am wearing a Raiders-themed yep. shirt. However, I am going with the favorite here, 7.5 points, going with the Chargers. And just like I said, that Titan loss is going to play into it because it doesn't matter that the Bills won. The Chargers won. And the Chargers are a playoff team over the Titans and over the Bills. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers, too. I like what they've been doing this season. You know, even though I had Oakland going far at at Mm -hmm. the very beginning, um, and they still have a chance. But, yeah, no, I'm going with the Chargers to get the win. Then in the next game, we've got the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Bruce Arians, we said it earlier in the podcast. He said, I'm going to take from Monday all the way until February to kind of decide what I'm going to do with my future who are you going with? The underdog Cardinal, the favorites by nine and a half points, the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks here because they're fighting for the playoffs. I okay. don't think they're getting in because I think the Falcons are going to win. Yeah. Uh, but this is one of those things. Games are happening at the same time. They're not going to know what's going on. You know, players are going to be paying attention to that scoreboard, I'm sure. Uh, someone's going to have an idea what's happening on the other, you know, the other side of the world I over mean, there. But they'll... They'll be playing hard, and I think Seattle wins. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well because it ain't going to matter because just like you, I had the Falcons winning, so it ain't going to matter come playoffs. And the last two, the NFC game, we've got the Saints, the Buccaneers. Saints are a touchdown favorite. Do the Bucs stand any chance of winning? I mean, no. apparently uh, Coach Cotter said that, hey, you know what, That I, I still have control of this locker room. When you have to make sure that quote, yeah. that usually means, hey, could you be canned? On Black Monday, which would be hilarious because he's the guy that they're like, he's going to work with Jameis Winston and fired Lovey Smith for. It, it hasn't, hasn't worked. worked out. Well, firing Lovey Smith is all right. That was fine. It's um, okay. Now we got him in Illinois, and I'm not exactly well, happy anymore. I told you. I told you <laughs> it wouldn't be. But it was also okay because he was a defensive-minded coach yeah. who let the defense get even worse, mm-hmm. um, which was the strong point. I'm yep. taking the Saints on this one. No reason to think the Bucks are going to get the win. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. It's not going to matter much for the Saints. Maybe, Maybe they move up. In the playoff, like, seeding, because with the Ram loss, yeah, they would move up in the playoff seeding by one game. So it would be Falcons-Saints again for the third time if the Rams lose and the Saints win. And then our last game, Bengals going up against the Ravens. Coach John Harbaugh not happy with the game time change from 1 o'clock Central to, or the 1 o'clock to the 4 um, 25 Eastern start. However, that's when they're going to play the game. Ravens, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They need the win to make the playoffs. I think they will win, although if they lost, they would still make the playoffs in my mind. They get the win over the Bengals. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to think the Cincinnati Bengals beat the, the Ravens. I mean, it was the first game of the season, but they mm-hmm. were shut out by the Ravens before. Um, I honestly don't think much is different. Baltimore's playing for this playoff spot. They're going to get it. And... From what our picks would be, I don't know if you kept track, but I was keeping track in my mind. My playoffs, this is my prediction for the playoffs based on my picks this week. Yeah. In the AFC, we've got Patriots number one, Steelers number two, Jags stay at three, Chiefs stay at four, Ravens at five, 
Chargers at six. And then in the NFC, Eagles and Vikings won two. The Saints are three. The Rams are four. Panthers are five. Falcons are six. I didn't pay enough attention to pull that off, so. That's what I did. Comment section, you can feel free to go back and check. Got a little bit extra for you. That's what I'm going to do. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know who you got going where, who you got making the playoffs, who you got not making the playoffs. And let us know what you thought about anything else we talked about today on the podcast. A little bit of housekeeping, though, before we officially wrap it up. Number one, if you want to be like Christian, who was on the podcast earlier, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. If you are at the $10 tier, every month you are at that tier, you can join one of the podcasts here on MVP to talk about whatever topic you would like. Number two, we're selling MVP shirts. They are in the description. You can figure out how to exactly get it. You send us an email. We send you an invoice through Square. That's how you pay for it. And then we can get you an MVP t-shirt. And last but not least, if you're on iTunes, you have an iTunes account, go ahead, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and then please do the same for the Primetime Podcast, the Fast Break, and the Rick and Johnny Podcast. I want to thank you guys for either watching on YouTube or listening on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, our most valuable podcast. Dot com. Thank you guys so much. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.